Good morning. O'Neill Scott here with Angel Dog. I want to jump in and talk about a problem I see that's happening with our family pets, specifically dogs. And that is where people have an attitude. They pick up a dog and they bring it in and they drop it in the household and just go, everything's just going to work out fine and we're all going to get along perfectly. And it's a rare occurrence where that actually helps. It's a rare occurrence where that actually works to the benefit of all parties. Let me explain with an example. I actually got a phone call from a concerned neighbor about their neighbor's dog, a puppy still, under two years old, and they were aware that the dog was biting family members and they felt scared, the children felt scared being over at their house. So the, the alarmed and concerned parents, for good reasons, told their children to not go in their house anymore and called me because they were my clients from like a long time ago and we had a, an excellent rapport and they see the value in a trained dog. So I called them and visited them. And it was interesting because I walk in the door and I, and I really encouraged that the whole family be there and they were, you know, I was introduced, brought in and escorted back to the den where the family was located and the older adult dog. The younger dog that was causing the problem didn't bother to show up. That's a big signal right there. That dog instead elected, while well, I'm there and he's very aware of who I am, that dog elected to be in the front room looking out the front window purveying its property. I learned in that meeting that this puppy had taken over the household. The parents didn't think so. The parents had the attitude that we all just get along. Well, unfortunately, the we all just get along is the dog has attacked dad and he has scars on his arms. Then, three months before, the dog launched itself to the back of the teenage boy's boy and grabbed him and drug his fangs through the boy's upper back where he has like six inch scars where the dog attacked him and they thought that's fine which is alarming isn't it and they were being courteous to the neighbors to have me come in in the first place they didn't see a problem the other dog was very concerned the older dog which normally is the leader dog and it sat close to me, which also is a signal. It's like, yep, we need your help. So what happened is we talked about this dog and the need for immediate change, immediate protocols being put in place to take the leadership away from the two, less than two-year-old dog with a, a mind able to become, to function about similar to a five-year-old child. So imagine that. You've got a dog with a, with a mind development of approximately a five-year-old child running your household. And when you give that permission and leadership to a dog and they take it if there isn't one in place, if there's no one doing it,
the dog will step in because they know that there's got to be leadership here. And often they're not equipped to be able to handle that role. And they do the best they can. So let's talk about what that role entails. That ta that ta excuse me, that role, it entails being able to pick where we want to sleep. So it's going to pick the high places. It's going to probably sleep in the owner's bed, probably on the furniture. Probably maybe has developed a territorial attitude in its house and the yard and possibly even neighborhood if it's allowed to roam. This dog is able to take anything it wants because it's it's first because the leader gets everything first. It's probably fed first or it has a running buffet which only reinforces its position of power. This dog will be most likely laying in the middle of the room or the middle of a doorway signifying its leadership while others tiptoe and go around the dog. So who's the leader? It's reinforced and reinforced. What happens with that too is now the dog is really building a lot of confidence and you be, and people are treating it and giving it pets and rewarding it so it's getting even more confident. And the last thing that really is important to note here is that part of being a leader within a pack is that you get to set the rules and you will use discipline if you feel it is required. So apparently dad needed discipline according to that young dog, that teenager who was simply walking out of the kitchen that was attacked from behind had done some infraction in the dog's mind and it was in its mind perfectly within its right to do that. Now this family would also open the front door and allow that dog to be running around in the large front yard that's unfenced and all the neighbor kids come and play there. You've got a ticking time bomb not only in your home but in your yard but now the neighborhood and you don't see it and the neighbors are not aware. Scary, huh? Very scary. Shift to another family I go to. They invite me over, a recommendation from another person. Nobody says anything. But the, so I'm out there with the husband, with the dog, and he goes, well, just show me what you can do. It's like, well, what do you want done here? He goes, just, just, you know, take the dogs to the paces, you know, whatever, just, you know, let's just see what you do. Which is like, that's, I, that's really unusual and abnormal. And it's like, well, okay, let's see what you're doing. Well, why don't you do that? No, no, no. What, I'd like to see how you work as a team. No, you just work that dog. So I do. And the dog is acting a little bit, you know, watching me. And But I take it through the paces and it, and it does them because I have excellent technique. And I'm a leader. But I'm also kind of compassionate and clear. The rest of the family is cowering over by the corner of the garage like they were... And, and I'm like going, what's going on? And nobody would tell me. But that dog has attacked 14 people, sending some to the emergency room. And then the family or the, you know, the father would just pay all their expenses and anything else and they'd keep going. So that was guests in the house, 
people on at the door and that 14 times and eventually the dog bit him so in these both of these examples that I'm giving you they are both from extremely well-off families it's not from some people who you know just I don't know. I mean, you, you would think that the dog problems would be kind of demographic and or education based or, you know, different types of things, location, income, but it's not. It's across the board. And so the reason I bring this up is because as a trainer and I look at news on my phone and anything dog, I look at it. So I've got a nice steady stream of dog news coming to me and the number of dog attacks unprovoked in people's minds it could be you just walk by that person's house you're even in the street or on the sidewalk and you're attacked because that dog claimed it as its property and you are an intruder so what we're seeing is whether most people are aware of it or not but we're building an epidemic problem and so I'm looking at that because I'm a progressive thinker and I'm seeing this trend that's happening and it's like, wow, dogs are awesome, but they're getting a bum rap and they're set up to fail because they're not receiving training, they're not receiving obedience, they're not receiving socialization, they're not receiving uh, an environment that supports a healthy lifestyle. For the dog or or the people around that dog and so w the thing about it is as I'm sitting here reviewing it and thinking about it, it's like okay hmm it's really difficult to correct after you're in it it's really and in fact if you give up that dog to the Humane Society it will be euthanized and each state is different like some have it you can do two bites unless it's really severe and then it's one bite um, but you can't, that dog can't be rehomed. So failure to care for that dog with the basics on the front end is really a horrible, horrible situation for the dog who is like a child and doesn't know unless they're guided and trained and helped along. Here's how we do it. Because we want you in our home. Why else would you bring a dog in your home? Why would you pay the expenses for shots and food and grooming and you know exercise and all the different things and all the dog toys unless you wanted that dog around and so let's not skip the most important piece and looking at it further I'm like going okay so it's to get the people when they first get the dog yes that's really advisable and then let's take it before that the most key place to begin this process is with the breeder is with the when that puppy is born whether it's in a shelter a rescue uh, a small part-time breeder or a big a larger prominent breeding location that's where it really should start in my opinion because if you take the time to do set this dog up for success like from even if you can to be able to have an impact on the mom's nutrition so the puppies get it it's just like with people 
It's so similar. And then when they're born, at each stage of a puppy's very fast growth, there are things that you can do to help give that pup a real leg up in life so that they learn more, they're more perceptive, they um, are more alert and biddable, which means easier to train. And then if that breeder, rescue, service, or even service organization were then to take that puppy to the next level, hopefully at 12 weeks or later, that the new parents or the new place that they land in takes that puppy who's been given all of this wonderful start, including good nutrition and care, and then now they're taking it to the next level. Imagine what that puppy could accomplish and how that puppy could be such a gift to any family. So that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm developing a program for that and there is a definite need for it. I'm open for input because this is a great time to get it. And if you haven't done, taken steps with your dog to help them socially, behaviorally, with manners and obedience in a kind and loving way that supports a healthy dog in an optimal family situation, I urge you to act today.